Hello and welcome to Your Life Choices. Great to have your company here in 2024. Now, aged care planning is crucial, we all know that, yet many people are unsure about how to go about it due to its complexity. And it's not just the it's not just the government complexity, but also the interpersonal relationships with our elderly folk. So on today's podcast, we turn to somebody who is passionate about the aged care system, not just through professional experience, but also through personal experience, having navigated the aged care system for both of his parents. Bill Savellis is an award-winning financial advisor, and I'm sure there's going to be something in this podcast interview that you can all relate to. Welcome, Bill. Hi, John. Glad to be back. Now, as we move through 2024, many families have gathered over the holiday break and have seen firsthand how their parents are ageing. Now, what advice would you give, Bill, to families who have to initiate those conversations about future care needs for those who they love? Yeah, well, that's a good question, John. And what we find is during January, the number of inquiries we get around aged care and home care services increases. And it's largely due to the fact that families tend to get together over the Christmas period and they can see up close some of the struggles that mum and dad are having at home in terms of uh, looking after themselves. And so really uh, what I would suggest families do is just really pay attention to in what areas mum and dad are struggling. Are they struggling in terms of putting together their own meals, cleaning the home, looking after the garden, and really try to address the, the topic in a more gentle way because we find that many elderly people can be quite defensive and are concerned and quite literally scared about what this means for them. So I, I would suggest really getting together with siblings, sitting down, having a discussion about it and approaching in a very delicate way with mum and dad. Is there quite often a, a good chance to have a, a third party as a, a mediator, if you will, who can help navigate it? Maybe, uh, and I'm not trying to you know, promote anybody here, but like a, a family priest or a counsellor or someone who could help? There, there are a number of services out there that can actually facilitate these types of yeah, discussions. Yeah. I mean, I, I myself, as a financial advisor, have been involved in a few of these discussions. Obviously, we take more of a financial leaning towards it, but it's about making sure that families are comfortable with what it means for them if they were to look after looking at going to aged care or if they were to bring on some home care services. So, yes, there are some services out there that provide this. I think it's important to take advantage of all the services that are out there because it is for most people, quite a difficult thing to address because it happens so unexpectedly. Yes, it does. And especially if they've been, if your folks or grandparents have been in the family home forever, they go, I don't want to move. This is my home. I, I, I want to die here. Well, we, we don't want you to die, eh? We, we don't want you to die here alone. We want the care for you. But it's very it's very easy to sort of set, step back and, and have that subjective view of it all. And certainly a lot of families, not all families are well off and there's a lot of pressures on families these days. So families must be concerned about what financial impact it may have to have a parent or parents go into aged care, Bill. Obviously, that's the primary concern. The primary concern is actually you're making sure mum and dad are looked after. The secondary concern is to understand how, how much is this going to cost? Mm. What does it mean for their entitlements, in particular things like the aged pension? And what does this mean for mum and dad's assets that they've spent a lifetime building? Does it mean that it, that all their assets are going to be used up with all these fees or will there be something which they can pass on as part of their legacy? So that generally is the conversation. And the role that financial planners make or have play in this space is to make sure that people have a very clear understanding of what their options are 
and try to take some of the fear out of it because it's not that well it is complicated but there are there there's a lot of support that's being offered by government to help people pay for these type of services I was going to ask Bill um, I mean obviously you're a financial planner and, and a, a well-respected and award-winning one but if somebody doesn't know a financial planner what government services does one go to initially yeah look there are a couple so first of all you can obviously go to Services Australia, which is formerly known as Centrelink, uh, they have got some financial information officers there that can help guide you by providing you information, and they'll talk to you about things such as home care packages. They'll give you some information in terms of what it co- well, the basic cost in terms of going into aged care and your eligibility for federal government subsidies or, or um, entitlements like the age pension, the carers allowance, carers pension payment if you've got family members that are assisting looking after you. In addition to that, what I would also suggest people do is that they go to their local, um, you know, in New South Wales, we have services in New South Wales, which is basically like a link, but at a state level. And every state has their own version of this. And at, at a state level, there are a lot of subsidies that are being provided, such as the energy rebate and incontinence aid, for example, which you can apply through services in New South Wales. So there's there's a number of support that's being offered. The problem has been always that just people aren't aware of it and they don't know where to get started. And that's where generally where the problems begin. Well, that's why we're talking to you today on Your Life Choices. Bill, can I be so bold as to ask how you navigated your parents' uh, transition? Yeah, well, um, again, like everyone else, we were thrown into it. Initially, when my father was Walking the dog one day, got hit by a car, and, and all of a sudden sustained uh. some significant head injury, and and that really threw us all for a spin. Fortunately, you know we're a tight family. Um, there was a, my brothers and I all got together and made sure that the care that was provided, and we made a decision to make sure that our my father and my mother now were being looked after at home rather than rather than making the decision to put them in an aged care facility. So it's been a tough battle. The process that I went through is obviously going to places like Services Australia, speaking to Centrelink, Services New South Wales, speaking to them as well, and, and just doing a lot of reading and to, to, in order to make sure that I was across all the options. Now, this is going back a few years. So, yeah, the, the process that I went through is dealing with Centrelink and then obviously dealing with Services New South Wales. Well, Bill, you've got a real-world experience, sadly, um, but then again, you've been able to navigate for your folks and also help others who you can say, well, I get what you're going through because I've been there. That's the one thing I think I can bring to the table is that there is, there is that real-life experience. So I understand what they're feeling, even if they don't articulate it very well, um, because I've had, you know, my family and I have had those, those same fears, the same concerns. We're all going to go through it, mate, whether it uh, be with our parents or ourselves. So before I leave you today, can you just give us some takeaways as to how people might navigate or their own transition or if there's children listening or grandchildren listening, how they might navigate? Just uh, let's encapsulate that as we wrap up our conversation. The one thing I would always start off with is to make sure you know where, the cop- where a copy of the will and the power of attorneys are. And if, they, if those are documents that you don't have in place, then make the effort to get them in place. That's, I think, those documents are probably the two key documents that you need to make sure are in place. Now, if you've got wills in place, there might be a need to review them because as you get older, people's circumstances change and there might be a need to adjust it. So don't just take for granted that what you had in place 20 years ago 
is still appropriate now. The the second thing I would do is start to get yourself educated. You've got to get ahead of this thing. Um, otherwise, it will throw you in a, in a bit of a tailspin. So get Speaking educated. Speaking from experience, yeah, go on. <laughs> exactly. That's right. So make sure you get educated, and whether that means speaking to Centrelink or Services New South Wales or whatever the equivalent is in any other state um, or going to speak to a financial advisor who specialises in this space. It's about making sure you understand what your options are so that you can have a plan of attack regardless of the path you take. Basically, plan ahead and make sure everyone knows where the documentation is and all the rest of it. Bill, you've been a good friend to us and we do thank you so much for giving up your time, your expertise and uh, your insight into how to navigate this uh, very, very tricky area. Uh, I wish you success and let this not be the last time we speak in 24. Thanks to you, John, and I, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Bill Savellis, an award-winning financial advisor, and I hope that you learned something from this podcast, and we'll catch you next time on Your Life Choices. Your Life Choices.